Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. I'm going to be preaching out of, um, just quickly, out of Genesis um, chapter 11 and 12. This, I, I've just gotten stuck on the story of Abraham. I just feel like there's something on this story for us, um, the story of Abraham and how Abraham was called. Um, one of the things that really stands out f- f- for me, for Abraham, or he was originally called Abram. So when I'm preaching about him, I never know if I'm meant to call him Abram or Abraham. So if I'm talking, if I say Abram, I'm talking about Abraham. If I, if I say Abraham, I'm talking about Abram. It's the same person. Uh, people are like, oh, there are two people you're talking about in your sermon. That's the same person. He changed his name later on. But originally, this Abram, um, his, his dad, um, uh, his family, here's the thing about Abraham, I, I need to say. He, he wasn't a, like, culturally a, a believer in God. Uh, or that's probably, I'm probably saying that wrong. His background wasn't to believe in a living God. He was raised um, as a, as a, in a family of people whose culture was to actually um, worship idols. Um, you know, idols. That was, that was his background. Um, and it's just really interesting to note that because, and this is why, because here is the guy whom um, was, you know, you've heard that old song, Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, I'm one of them, and so are you. So that's all. Praise the Lord. Father Abraham many, had many sons. Means um, he he was the uh, he was the patriarch, the, the the first father of of the Israelites, which was God's chosen people. God's chosen people being the people that believe in this living God. I I, I think this is really important to note about Abraham, the father, one of the fathers in our faith that we actually believe in, is that God chose him. He just chose him. He just revealed himself to Abram, no matter what his background was. He didn't, he didn't come from the right background, is what I'm trying to say. Um, he didn't come from this sort of what we would think of as Christian, okay? He didn't come from a church background. If you had said to Abraham, let's go to church, you would have gone, let's go to what? What is that? And yet he is one of the fathers of our faith because God revealed himself to him. He just appeared before Abraham and began to speak to him because he's a living God. Um, the place where Abraham came from um, uh, uh, was in the region called, that we would now know as Mesopotamia, right? Mesopotamia, that's interesting that he came from there also um, because that place is probably historians would probably would tell you most likely where the Aryan race came from and traveled down to the Indus River and established what we know as parts of India now. Okay, you can tell because some of the deities, some of the things are very, very like strikingly similar. It's actually unbelievable. You, if you ever want to study where it all came from, you can go, okay, they all came down from this area of the world. And they brought down those beliefs and all of that sort of stuff. But that's important to note because that's where Abram came from. 
It's interesting, right? But God had called Abram out of that. And he called Abram into a place, into a new place. But who knows that when God calls you, sometimes you get stuck. You might start to go in the direction that God calls you. I don't think it's a mistake that any person is here because I believe you're here because God, this living God, has begun to reveal something to you. If not already, He's going to. And maybe for some of you are like, okay, this has been going on for a while and I'm just following Him now. But let me tell you something. When you meet this living God, He begins to reveal to you your future. He begins to sow into you a, a purpose. But that purpose is, 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 is like played out on a journey. It's a journey. It's like we want the instant results. And I think that's one of the mistakes that um, we make with our, uh, with our um, New Year's resolutions. We go into the New Year and say, here's my big chance... Um, it's a new year. I wasn't so fit last year, but this year I'm going to be fit. So I'm getting a gym membership and I'm going to go every day for the new year just because I said it. And then we start off. The first week is awesome. The second week is awesome. The third week is, wow, missed a few. Fourth week, missed a few more. Fifth week, Jim saying, we took your money, but you're not coming. We want instant, right? And we think life is like that. We think just because we've made some changes and done something different that all of a sudden our lives should be different, but it's not the case. It wasn't the case for Abraham, and it won't be really the case for you and I. We, it's a journey. And I want to talk through that. Um, but the first thing I want to do is just read this to you up into a, a certain part, and then I'll talk about that and I'll go on. But this is the account of Terah's family line. Who's Terah? Abraham's dad. Okay. Terah became the father of Abraham, Nahor and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. Good for them. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. The name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milka and Ishka, now Sarah, was childless because she was not able to conceive. Terah took his son Abraham, um, Abram, his grandson Lot and son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans, okay, Ur was, a, was in Mesopotamia, okay, and to go to Canaan. Who knows what Canaan is? Canaan is the promised land, okay? There's the land of promise. Canaan is now where Israel is, okay? That, it's that land, right? Um, but they, when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years and he died in Haran. So if you picture this, here's Terah, Abraham's dad, saying we're going to go to the promised land. We're going to go over to the land of Canaan. But he went, if you were to look at it on a map, actually I was meant to get a map, I forgot. If you were to look at it on a map, um, Ur was here, Haran. Yeah, Haran was up here. There's a big desert in between and the promised land was over here. Canaan was over here. So they did, he started out, he couldn't go across the desert because it's a desert. So he started up, up here 
and just got stuck in the middle. Literally in the middle, he got stuck in the middle. But here's what I want you to see. The Lord, in, verse, in chapter 12, verse 1, it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, everybody say, the Lord had. The Lord had said, you might have missed this before if you've ever read that. The Lord had said, past tense, to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Why is that important? Because Abram had actually been called earlier to go to that promised land, but he got stuck with his dad who didn't want to go all the way. He, and, and here's the thing about that, that particular place in Haran. Um, it, so it was like an outpost of Ur um, in terms of there was a, there was a big temple. Uh, it was where this religion this sort of had started, uh, the, the, the religion of the Mesopotamians, and it had spread up to, to, to Haran. And they also had a massive big temple up there. He just got stuck there. He got stuck because that's what he knew. That's what was convenient. He got stuck because that was what you do. It was familiar. He got stuck in the familiarity of life. Who knows what it is to get stuck? Because it's just too inconvenient to move forward. And we can do this so easily with the things that we believe, the things that, that you know, you'll know what you believe by what you do. So the things that you believe and then the, 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 which, which, which actually affect the things that you do. The things that we don't really want to talk about, the things that we don't really want to face because it may cause a little bit of conflict, it may cause a little bit of pain, it may cause a little bit of hurt, it may cause us to actually face up to some things that we would really prefer not to address. We would prefer to have our cake, our yummy Christmas cake, and keep it nice at the same time as eating it, right? But you can't have your cake and eat it if you do that. You're either going to have a cake or you're going to have no cake. It's just the way it's going to work out. But we try to do this with our lives. And the, the, the direction God is trying to... We try to have our cake. Sometimes have a little nibble. Eventually, oh, the cake's gone. Or we just keep the cake there. And it goes rotten. Abram got stuck with his dad. Abram got stuck with tradition. Abram got stuck in family things because that's what you always did. And he never faced up to the things that he moved, had to move on to which included going into a new land. He got stuck. And, and you see this, this is the beauty of the story of Abraham. I mean, we, we, we do celebrate him as a great man of faith, but really what we can see is this picture of a man who struggled with faith. When you really look at his story and when you really look at his life, he is a man who struggled with faith. Who knows what it is to struggle with faith? You can't have faith and not do anything. Faith will, faith will actually push you forward. That's the, that's, that's, faith will be that pull to move away from things that no longer should have effect on you into a future where God is taking you to. That's where faith will be a pull. And faith is like, when I talk about faith, I'm not talking about it as a strength. Okay, I have to say this a lot in church because sometimes we get confused about what faith is. Faith is not strength. Faith is the admission of weakness. Faith is the admission that you need to depend on God to move forward. That's what faith is. But, but Abram was faced up with the fact that his dad was old and didn't want to move on. 
But God had said to Abram, move on. God had said to Abram, it's time to move on. God had called Abram, but Abram got stuck. The things that you're writing on this list are going to require faith. And when these things require faith, that means that you may get stuck on some things. That means there may be some things that you need to leave behind. I mean, and here's the challenging thing about this word, okay? Is that Abram didn't leave behind his father. It was as close to him as that. Am I saying, am I advocating here that you leave your parents and you go and do... That's not what I'm saying. But let me tell you something. The purposes of God and the life that He has called you to is different to that which people put on you sometimes. But here we have Abram, who I think stayed with his father because culturally that's what you do. And it kept him out of the purposes of God. That's what I'm trying to say. I would just encourage every one of you to put everything on the altar. Now, God may or may not say, you know, whatever he says, but put everything on the altar, even stuff like this. Abram got stuck, lived, wasted. I mean, he was, I think he was, mm, he was old already when he went to Haran. And by the time his, I mean, his dad just lived on and on and on and on, never gave up living like he just kept on living. And there was Abram waiting for his dad to die so he could move on. He got stuck. Maybe 2019 can be a year where you get unstuck. But you will have to face up to some things that you don't want to face up to. It will require faith. It will require reliance. You won't be able to do it as a choice. You'll need to do it in walking hand in hand with God because it will mess up the apple cart. You know what I mean by that, right? So the Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And then comes the promise. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I just want to say about this promise that you are part of the fulfillment of this promise. You, are, you, can, you can claim this promise over yourself. Because it was a promise to Abraham and it was fulfilled in Christ and it is still being outplayed today. So you can claim this promise. Through you, you'll be blessed. Your name will be great. You'll be a blessing. And those who bless you will be blessed. Isn't that nice? And whoever curses you, well, you don't have to do anything about it. Don't worry, God will sort it out. Often we try to put the curse on people. Listen, you let that be. You don't have to worry. God's got you. He's your father. And all the people... Signed. So he hears the promise in verse, verse 2 and 3. And verse 4 it says, Finally, so Abram went. You've got to understand something. There is a went in your promise. There is a go in your promise. There is a move from here where you, right are, where you are right now to where God is calling you. There is a shift. You cannot stay where you are and move into the promises of God. You will have to shift forward. Abram finally went. His father had died and he finally went. 
So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. So there was, there was another group of people that were occupying that land. It was a different kingdom. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. That's important to note because he gets down to the land of Canaan and it's occupied by the Canaanites, this different people group. And they, were, they weren't weak people. They were, they were kings. These people had... They were organized. It was their place. And here's this Abram, this one guy, God spoken to him and saying, I'm going to give you this land. Your descendants are going, to own, are going to own this place. And from there he went towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the, thir- on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Here we see Abram leaving the place where his dad had settled. He built a house in Haran. And now, because of the promise, because of the call, because of what was on his life, Abram was now a pilgrim. He was now a pilgrim. He was now on a journey. And from that point on, his whole life he lived in a tent. He never put down his roots anywhere because he was on a journey. I want you to understand something. We, as humans, have it in our hearts to go and settle. But did you know this life that we live is not the life in which we settle? We have eternity written on our hearts, so we want to settle. We want to go home. But did you know this is not our home? Did you know that this is just a flash in the pan? This is just a moment in eternity where we live here on earth, but our eternity is home. That is where we settle. It's not a bad thing to want to go and buy a home. I hope to buy a home one day in this city, as, as expensive as it is, and not in... Like out suckers, I want to, I want it South Bombay. God willing, okay. It's not wrong to go and want to buy a house. It's not, but but I'm not going to shape my life around that. If God wills, so be it. If not, okay. But don't 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 congregate your life around the place that you want to be. See, this is this is why this this is why God kept him. He was going from place to place, pitching a tent. Because his life wasn't about the territory, his life was about what God was taking him to. His life wasn't about settling, his life was about moving forward. Once you invite Christ into your life, let me tell you something, you will be on a journey. You will. You'll be on a journey. And he'll take you from place to place and the problem comes when believers, I'm just talking to the believers that have been here for a while, or been in the faith for a while, 
the problem comes with churches where all the, where all the believers are settled. Where churches where everyone's just very settled and a new person comes in and like, oh, look at that, there's a new person. They're going to mess up our little space over here because everyone's just gotten settled. We, we, we as a church, let me tell you something. This year, 2019, is going to be a year of mission for our church. We, we're on a mission. We're on a mission. I'm telling you, we are on a mission to bless this city. We're on a mission to be a blessing to this city. We're on a mission to serve this city. We're on a mission to see Christ come into homes that have never seen Christ. That's, what, that's our mission. That's what we're here to do. And I, I believe that this year we're going to see that. And, but it's, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. We're not going to be settled. We're not going to be settled. We're not going to settle down. Oh, okay, we're here now. Okay, we go to church. We filled out this room. Okay, we're settled now. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to go to a second service. And then we're going to fill that out and we're going to go to a third service. <laughs> and then by the third service, we should be able to afford to go and take a bigger room, which would be great. <laughs> we're just going to keep moving forward. The problem comes when you settle with your goal sheet. The problem comes when you'll be like, I just want to stay here. I can't be bothered anymore. I've been trying. And you'll just want to be like, ha, settle. Don't settle. You live in a tent. You know the old saying that we are a spirit having an earthly experience. You know. Now we think that this tent is the destination. It's not. I love this because one day I'll be able to eat bread in heaven. I won't be gluten intolerant anymore. I'm getting a new body. This is temporary. This is temporary. It's all good. It's all good. How did, how did Abram do it? I've got to finish on this. See, it says here that he, um, he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the, on the east. You know, Bethel means house of God. And Ai, it means um, the place of corruption, if I'm correct. Here he was in, in between the house of God and the place of corruption. Somewhere in the middle on this journey that God had put him on. How do you, how do you, how do, you do it? Let me tell you something. The journey that God's... You're going to be in between these places all the time. You're going to be like... I, I know where God's pulling me. I know, I know the Word of God. I know uh, I've been to church on time. I've been in my connect group. I know what God is doing. But you can always have this side that you're looking at. It's like, what do I do with that? Abram built an altar. See, in the, in, in the place between the house of God and the corruption and the brokenness, built an altar. You see, Terah went to the altar that was already set up in Haran, and that's where he settled. But we as believers in God, this living God, wherever we go, whether at dark or whether at light, 
we build an altar to the Most High God and there becomes the territory that we, t- we take in Jesus' name. Let me tell you something, that's powerful. You know, you need to build an altar, not literally, okay? But you need to build an altar of prayer in your office, an altar of prayer, an altar of seeking God. You, wherever you go, take that altar, build an altar and say, this is where God's got me and begin to pray. Begin to seek out the Lord. Begin to seek out His voice. Begin to seek out where He's calling you. And maybe it will be into things that scare you. Maybe it will be into things that, 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 that challenge you. Maybe it will be to stay. That's okay. Maybe it will be to not move quite yet, but to just stay faithful in whatever it is that God has got you to right now. Whatever it is in that altar, you'll see this was the difference between Abram and his father is Abram went to an altar that was already established to a foreign God to and something else just because that's what he always did. But here Abram builds an altar to the living God, which is anywhere, any place, any time. It's all good. It's all good. This is why we, you may wonder why we don't put up anything that looks like too religious in this place because we are on a journey, people. And we serve a living God who doesn't just need some sort of physical thing that we go on. We don't need that. He is with you and us on this journey right now. And sometimes I think people get stuck with the physical images because they think that's where God is. God is on the move. God is on the move. And you just got to move with Him. You just got to move with Him. Holy Spirit, He's alive. We are pilgrims. We are on a journey. And as pilgrims on this journey, all you got to do to stay with the process is build an altar wherever God takes you. Be prayerful. You know, Paul says just pray all the time. Be praying in the Spirit all the time. You know, some of you, maybe in your goal sheets, you're like, okay, this year I'm going to pray more. Good. Good. That's an awesome awesome thing. But just take God wherever you are. Be praying constantly. Just do that. Be praying constantly. When you're feeling weak, pray. When you're feeling down, depressed, pray. When you're feeling like you can't do whatever it is that you need to do for the day, pray. When you're feeling great, pray. When you're feeling average, pray. He, Jesus is like with you. He's with you. He's right there. You are the temple now. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's filled you. you know, it's like, I've got, to go to the, I've got to go to the temple. No, no, you are the temple. He's filled you with the Holy Spirit. Just pray. He's right there with you. That's how we succeed in this pilgrim, this life, this journey, and this process. And as you go, there has been things this year where for me personally, where it's like, man, God has stripped back some things that needed to be stripped back. He's taken from me some things that needed to be taken. He's removed some things from me, which I didn't even know were obstacles, idols, you know, things that I was looking at that had more power over me than God himself had. He's removed them. But it's been in the, as a matter of process, as a matter of pilgrimage, and as a matter of prayer. Pilgrim, process, prayer. 
pilgrim process prayer. You are a pilgrim. You pitch your tent where God has you. But don't get settled. You're moving forward. And that moving forward will be a process. And in, in that, you'll have to leave things behind. And people who live in tents travel light. There'll be things you'll have to let go of. And in that process, you'll find the strength to do that in prayer. Pilgrim process prayer. Amen. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3 Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.